Hello, my friends. Today we're in Psalm 66, and I'm going to read it to you from the ESV. Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of his name. Give to him glorious praise. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praises to you. They sing praises to your name. Come and see what God has done. He is awesome in his deeds toward the children of men. He turns the sea into dry land. They pass through the river on foot. There did we rejoice in him who rules by his might forever, whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Bless our God, O peoples. Let the sound of his praise be heard, who has kept our soul among the living and has not let our feet slip. For you, O God, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You brought us into the net. You laid a crushing burden on our backs. You let men ride over our heads. We went through the fire and water, yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. I will come into your house with burnt offerings. I will perform my vows to you, that which my lips uttered and my mouth promised when I was in trouble. I will offer you burnt offerings of fattened animals with the smoke of the sacrifice of rams. I will make an offering of bulls and goats. Come and hear all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and high praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But truly God has listened. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. Psalm 66, this all-encompassing praise. And uh, Psalm 65 reflected that. Psalm 67 will reflect that as well. Um, It's kind of like God of all, God of many, God of one. We see in this psalm how crises reveal character. This psalm calls us as praise does, either corporate or individual, to uh, not just remember where you are, but remember where you've been, uh, and to recognize patterns in your life. And so this psalm really focuses a lot on the Exodus pattern and how that plays out down to an individual level and how it happens even up at a uh, congregational or national kind of level. Okay, uh, so the beginning of the psalm it echoes uh, the opening of Psalm 100 uh, that everyone should give praise. What's the content of that praise? It's praising the name of God, which is all uh, that is included in God's reputation and what He's done, identity, uh, and what kind of praise? It's glorious praise. It's uh, sincere praise. Uh, there is in this psalm that uh, this sense that was also carried in the Exodus that even God's harsh treatment
treatment like the plagues and the crossing of the Red Sea and the washing of Pharaoh's army there were intended to be as a wake-up call for Pharaoh and the Egyptians, Exodus 7 and 14. Then we move into uh, verses 5 through 10 of Exodus 66, and uh, Isaiah 43 comes to mind. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flames shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt your ransom, ransom, Cush and Seba, in exchange for you, because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and and made. And then all this big, like, uh, corporate stuff gives way to the climax of the psalm, which really focuses down to an individual level. Yeah. Every individual worshiper and the change within an individual's heart matters to God. Uh, We're not sort of enveloped into the masses as uh, just sort of numbers, right? Um, God is after the uh, change in individual hearts, the individual's uh, sincere praise. And 16 to 20 talks about that sincerity. this section it pairs well with like James 4, 7 through 10. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. He'll flee from you. Draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. A stark warning comes at the end of this psalm. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Um, one of those uh, prerequisites for prayer Uh, is to uh, intentionally turn away from uh, the sin you keep coming back to, the thing that attracts you with magnetism. Um, That uh, if you, John Goldingay says, if you can look with equanimity on the waywardness of your own heart, that's going to be a stumbling block uh, in your prayer life. And so um, purifying your heart, letting God purify your heart is part of uh, part of the prerequisite for prayer. And Joshua 7 is a good um, example of that. But it ends on, blessed be God, he's not rejected my prayer or removed the steadfast love, God's commitment from me. Pretty incredible place to land. Uh, what... Uh, Tour de Force, Psalm 66. More to come tomorrow. Recognize patterns. Remember where you've been. See how crises reveal character and see how this all stacks together. God, you are God of all. You are God of many. God of one. You are my God. Be well, my friends.